Hello and welcome to Not Somali Mormon Podcast. Hi, you guys. Welcome back. This is Sarah. And this is Katie. Thanks for being here. Yay. Thanks for listening to our beautiful, angelic voices on this episode. What if I talk the whole time like that? (laughs) Like the very, hi, Katie. How are you doing? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm here with um, co-host Katie. How's it going? Oh, it's going lovely, Sarah. It's we're, it's very NPR of us. I know, right? It like instantly puts you to sleep. Um, I watched, speaking of NPR, I watched this episode on Family Guy where they're like, Stewie and Brian are in the car and they're like, oh, time for naps. They put NPR on, they instantly fall asleep and get like a car crash and still don't wake up. It's amazing. Oh, oh that's funny. Anyways, um, how was your, your week? It's been good. Thank you. Um, how's your week been? Yeah, it's been good. Um, I do want to give a quick little shout out to the winner of the Oh yeah. How I Sprained My Rib Muscle <laughs> with you guys. So listeners, if you didn't catch the, the previous episode, first of all, go back and listen to it because how dare you miss even one? Rude. <laughs> And then second of all, like in there, I was talking about how I sprained my rib muscle and then I didn't go into details as to how, but then I posted a question on Instagram, like <laughs> anyone have any guesses as to how I did it? And then, you know, there'll be a prize, which I'm sorry for this listener because the prize is pretty lame. It's just a shout out on the podcast because I'm not creative. Um, but I think I was... shout outs are pretty cool. So <laughs> <laughs> It makes me feel special. <laughs> and I don't know, Kitty, did you see those responses? Because they made I me I did. I was laughing so hard. All of you that wrote in responses, you were killing me. You were all so funny. I loved it. I do have to say, it, like, it honestly, I was I was thinking this whole time, like, oh, man, no one, maybe one or two people will actually guess this. But the fact that so many of y'all guessed the, the right answer and the same thing, I was like, oh, <laughs> maybe I come across a bit more open than I thought <laughs> the podcast. Okay, so the winner... I don't know if I'll say your name because I don't know if you want your name to on the podcast, but I'll just say it was funny because it was actually the first person who messaged about it and it was the right, the right answer and the way it was done made me giggle so much. So it was sex. Please let it be sex. I saw that and I laughed so hard. And then after that answer came in, we had a bunch more of you guys write in and say oh. some form of sexual activity. <laughs> no, it's even better. Like I read these aloud to my boyfriend because I was like, I, I was crying. I was laughing so hard because of like everything that was sent in. I was like, oh, that that summarizes my personality all the way. Like the, the fact that you guys know me just from a podcast. It's quite amazing. I'm telling you, we're all friends. They're sitting in this room with us. You know, we're all just together, chilling. (laughs) Like, it was like, the first one, sex, please let it be sex. The next one, sex. The third one, twerking. (laughs) The fourth one, fucking. (laughs) The fifth one, bloating. (laughs) 
They know you so well. <laughs> the sixth one choked on food. <laughs> I was crying. I was laughing so hard. You're like, legit, it could have been any of those things. <laughs> They just described your typical Saturday night. (laughs) Literally, it was like my typical Saturday. And then two people said sneezing, coughing, a sweet one that was like, I don't know, but hope she gets well soon. So God bless you. Celestial Jesus bless you. Um, And then again, fucking. um, (laughs) Sexual intimacy, which made me giggle so much. (laughs) Circus Soleil inspired sex. Oh, yeah. And then this one, by serving up too much body yaddy yaddy. Oh my gosh. I think that was the one that broke me. I, I think that one was when I just started like scream laughing. Like I was like, this is my new favorite phrase that I am going to be using all the time. I was dying. <laughs> and then uh sprained by telling off one of those twelve whatchamacallum. <laughs> Also okay. I wish that we could sprain a rib from telling off one of the apostles. <laughs> I wish. And then the last two, doing the do, which I was like, also hilarious. Doing and then the yelling do. at Mormons while they continue to tell lies. I was like, <laughs> yes, yes. So oh. that was fun. Thanks, listeners, for sending in those amazing responses that made my rib hurt like hell because I was laughing so hard. And I was like... <laughs> This was not a good idea for me to post this because it's not really helping my rib because I'm laughing so hard. But it was worth it. It was. It so helped good. me. Helped me laugh. That was great. <laughs> so that's my announcements. I don't think I have anything else. Awesome. Well, today's topic we can oh. just get into then, if you're oh, ready. Oh wait. Yeah. Just one other thing because I feel like we have to say it. Not we have to. I want to say it. Um, scratch that scratch it people are gonna listen and be like you motherfucker Uh, no I just want to always give a shout out to patreon supporters it's really great and really nice and yeah Katie and I were just talking about it before the episode and how much it just warms our heart for the support and so thank you guys so much and as always thanks to everyone else who listens and um, shares our podcast or rates and reviews and shares the love so thanks everyone we love you hey sarah that reminds me about patreon i haven't even asked you about this i'm just gonna put the pressure on and ask you oh my god these people are listening no um (laughs) so i found which i sent to you but listeners i'll describe i found these old pictures of me and sarah like very old. I mean, they're probably like nine years old and they're really funny. So I think if it's okay with you, I'm going to, I'm going to put them up on Patreon so people can giggle. Oh my God. Please do. Please do. I also, I can share with you a few that I found for Halloween. It wasn't for Halloween, but when I was looking for throwback pictures, I found a few of us that came. Guys. (laughs) Oh no. If you want to see these pictures, join Patreon just for that reason alone, because I didn't post them. But just to put it in your minds, I'm not going to say which one of us had black hair and which one of us had blonde and like some craziness going on. We had some phases in our life. Let's just say that. (laughs) 
Yeah, so send those over to me and I'll pop a few up onto Patreon because we want to give the Patreon patrons a little extra treat for supporting us. So, okay, cool. Body, 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 body. Yes, that's perfect. Awesome. All right, well, with that being said, I guess we can jump in to the topic today. Which is Thanksgiving. Oh, a day <laughs> to be grateful. Um, yeah, we wanted to do the, an episode on Thanksgiving because obviously it's coming up and it seemed appropriate. I'm not sure when we'll post this episode. It might. I don't know if we're posting the week of Thanksgiving. Probably not. I think we'll take a break off. Um, yeah, to enjoy the holidays. So I think this will be, be. It might be the week before Thanksgiving. I'm not quite sure, but it'll definitely be before Thanksgiving. Yeah. And so, oh, I guess that's a good like heads up as well. Like we we will be taking a little break for I think it'll be two weeks. Um, so Thanksgiving and the week after because I'm traveling to the yeah. U.S. Lave. Um, so I'll be gone for three weeks traveling. So. Sorry, guys, we'll be taking a little break, but I think it's okay because it's the holidays and yeah. yeah. And we're we're recording a little extra, so I think there will only be two weeks off, and there will yes. still be mini sods. I'll have mini sods throughout those exactly. weeks, so you'll still have some content. Exactly. Um, yeah. So Thanksgiving. Um, I guess we can just jump into. Hey, what what's your favorite Thanksgiving food? Oh God, that's hard. Um, <laughs> oh. I would say, so I don't know if y'all have it outside the South, but we have brown rice, but it's not like healthy mm. brown rice. It's like, it's it's white rice that you bake with Ooh. like beef consomme and garlic <gasps> and butter. Oh, is it kind of like, I'm picturing like dirty rice kind of thing. Basically, that has a lot of flavors. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, that sounds delicious. There's, I've never had that for Thanksgiving, but I would definitely... I would definitely like it. I know that for sure. Oh, girl, you get that plate with some fried turkey, mm. brown rice, dressing, mm. and sweet potato souffle. Ooh, nice. Yeah. I like what the sound you? of the Southern Thanksgiving. Um, you know, I just, I love all food. <laughs> but yeah. um, I like the traditional Thanksgiving, but it's it's been interesting the past few years that I've lived in Arizona. Um, only one of the years my family actually did come down and visit. We had like the traditional turkey and potatoes and all that. But um, every other year, my boyfriend and I, we kind of change it up for Thanksgiving. Like last year we did filet mignon and lobster. Oh, that's and, right. I remember the pictures because I was like, yeah, that's fancy. We've done like um, a rack of lamb before and I liked kind of changing up the sides like I'll do butternut squash risotto or something like that. But if I'm with my family, it's definitely just like the traditional all-American, you know, turkey, gravy, mashed potatoes, or I guess funeral potatoes if you're in the Mormon <laughs> area. <laughs> Oh, my God. Funeral potatoes. But I do love all of the food that's associated with Thanksgiving. It's it's the best part of it, I think. (laughs) Also, you guys, this is the first time um, I will be home for Thanksgiving in about, I think, 10 years. Because I never Uh went home uh, when I lived in Utah, BYU. Um, I always would go to California to visit cousins, or I would just stay in Utah. So... 
And then I moved to Germany and I never went home for Thanksgiving because it's obviously too far and too expensive. This is like the first time in like 10 years. And then my boyfriend is British. So this is like his first time basically going to America. Like he's been once for like a day or two in California. So he's getting like not only the (laughs) Southern experience, but Thanksgiving. Oh, man. All America. (laughs) God bless America. (laughs) <laughs> and a lot of religious blessing the food, which I told him, okay, like, just prepare. <laughs> Everyone in my family blesses the food. And he's like, but what if I don't, like, close my eyes? What if I just have them open the whole time? I'm like, no, just close your eyes and pretend like I do, okay? Just Thank bow you. your head and don't look at anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess we were going to talk a, bit, a little bit about the origins of Thanksgiving. Um, so I think it's interesting that what we're taught in elementary school is pretty much just that, for, I mean, again, I, I this is probably not all elementary schools, but just basically that the pilgrims came over from England and because they wanted religious freedom and um, they landed and then the uh, Native Americans there welcomed them and they were you know, basically best friends and had the big feast, right? Is that basically exactly. what you were taught? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's so like I, all like very like, oh, you know, the, the pilgrims and the Native Americans, they were in harmony and like, um, yeah, like they make it seem like it's a very festive, beautiful like union between the two groups. Right. Right. Um. So, the local Native Americans that were on the land that the pilgrims settled on, they were called um, the Wampanoag tribe, and um, they actually did originally, like right when the settlers landed, they did help them when they got there, they they showed them how to survive, basically, in America, Um, and they did have a feast, um, and interestingly enough, it was 90 uh, Wampanoag and about only 50 people from the Mayflower because most of the people on the Mayflower actually died from disease when they were coming over here, which I didn't know. Super sad. I know. Um, I just read about that. And also, sorry, I'm totally not going to, I'm, oh, I feel like one listener is like, see, there she goes again, interrupting <laughs> no, and dominating the conversation. <laughs> if you didn't input, then it would just be me talking the whole time, which would not really be all that fun. So. No. <laughs> you got to interject, girl. <laughs> I was just thinking because I thought it was interesting. And, and I again, Katie's the one who does like the good research. I just skim and I'm like, I think that's the fact. I don't remember. <laughs> Um, but I did, when I was doing like a a quick wiki background on Thanksgiving, I always assumed it was like pilgrims as, as in Puritans, but they, they did mention that they weren't actually Puritans, that I don't remember the sect that it was, but it wasn't Puritans, which I thought was interesting, but yeah, they were mainly just like English, they dressed almost like English farmers. I mean, they just, they wanted religious freedom or actually I think they wanted more of like a theocracy of their own technically, but they didn't want to be ruled by the church of England. Um, but yeah, you know, you have that, that picture in your mind of a pilgrim with the black hat, with the buckle, like the buckles on their shoes, like basically like the Puritans, but the Puritans didn't come until like a little bit later. These were just, I mean, they were definitely like very 
Christian, like, religious people, but it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't, they didn't look anything like you see in, like, elementary school textbooks, which is interesting. Um, Another interesting thing is that the original feast that they had, it lasted for three days, and they aren't really even sure if turkey was even something that they ate, but they do know they ate things like um, deer And they had corn, of course, but then they ate really weird things like eagle and eel, like lots of seafood. I thought that was so interesting. I didn't even know that, but it makes sense because they were right there near the ocean. So they had a bunch of seafood, which Which you never think of. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, when I read that part, I instantly thought of, um, because I never knew this is how ignorant I am, but... um, so my boyfriend's from East London and they sell like one of the foods that they eat is eels and like oh. eel jam and jellies and like oh, it's disgusting. But it's basically because <laughs> that's what they would eat because they could catch it from the docks. Like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I saw that in the Thanksgiving, like that's what they're eating. I was like, what? And I think the point, too, with the turkey is that I read later down something about like one of the president's he like initiated Thanksgiving and said like, Oh, you have to go out and shoot chickens and Turkey, like a hunting day. Oh, and that's how we came about with like having Turkey as a traditional thing. Very cool. Very cool. Anyways, but again, that's me skimming. So I don't know which president, I don't know the dates. Like I don't know any of that. (laughs) I know that Abraham Lincoln like officially made it a day. Um, but I don't have the exact date here, but I know that he was the one that made it an official like Thanksgiving, like these, these pilgrims, like, these settlers, they didn't refer to it as a Thanksgiving. It was just like a feast that that they had with some of the native, some of the native tribe, but they, because to them, a Thanksgiving would be like having hours in church and just praying and actually fasting, which is interesting and ironic. Um, so anyways, yeah, kind of like I said, some of the pilgrims came to America for religious freedom, but most, a lot of them actually came to try to colonize and make money from the land and they wanted to establish like a theocracy which also I never knew I was like oh they're being so persecuted blah blah blah. so um but the chief of the Wampanoag his name was Massasoit he was a crucial ally to the settlers because he set up like a trade pact with them and he allied with them and helped protect them from other tribes that could possibly harm them um but so that one didn't last hardly any time. I mean, it was less than a generation and things got real bad. Um, so thousands of English colonists came to that same re- region um, and they started asserting control over the Native Americans, which, of course, I mean, the, what do white people do, right? Um <laughs> So they took most of the Native American people's land and disease had already reduced the Native American population by 90% from 1616 to 1619. They just were dying off because of the disease that colonists had brought over, which, oh, isn't that horrifying? Yeah, something you do not think about when you think about Thanksgiving. Um. 
So Massasoit's son name was Metacomet. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Um, and he was known to the English settlers as King Philip. I don't know why they gave him the name King, name King Philip, but that's what they oh, did. Um, but by the time he became the chief, relationships were like really bad with the natives. Um, I guess the war was sparked when several of like the natives were executed by the uh, colonists because they thought that they mur- they thought that the natives had murdered a um, translator, like an interpreter, um, it, who was actually native, but he had converted to Christianity. So it was like this big thing. Anyways, so then the warriors responded by to the execution by raiding the colonists. And then the war broke out, and it was really terrible. Um, Like, hundreds of natives were killed. All of their um, rations were taken. Um, Just really terrible genocide. Um, And (laughs) this is really gross, but I wanted to share it because I didn't know about it till just recently. Um, But after all of that happened, well, the... Chief Metacomet, he was shot and killed in that final battle. And so he was the son, like, I'll just remind you guys, like, he was the son of the chief who had literally helped all of these uh, immigrants, like, survive. He had taught them how to farm and, like, made, you know, been their ally. And then he was killed by those same people. And the rest of anyone else who was in his tribe was either killed or sold into slavery. And then the colonists decapitated the chief and put his head on a spike and displayed it in Plymouth for 25 years. What? Yeah. So, (laughs) yikes. When you hear stuff like this and just on a daily basis, I'm like, white people are awful. And I say that as the white person, but it's It's, just like so sad. Wow. Um. So, um, one more point is that um, a lot of people or historians they pinpoint the year of 1637 as the true origin of like the word and the holiday Thanksgiving. they said because that's the day or the year when Massachusetts colony governor John Winthrop declared a day of Thanksgiving to celebrate colonial soldiers who had just slaughtered 700 Pequot men, women, and children in Connecticut. So that also oh. could be the history of it, which is way more gruesome than the <laughs> tale about sharing the feast. Wow, so that's the actual reason. That's like, like the word of behind. Thanksgiving, like saying thanks to the soldiers who killed Native Americans. Okay, now I'm not going to be able to enjoy that. Like, <laughs> I know. So after reading all of that, I was like, wow, the history of Thanksgiving is really pretty gross. But I do, I do like the holiday of it. I like the idea of being thankful and gathering with people you love and eating food together. But I do think it is important to remember the actual history and remember like as a nation, what we have done to native people and to acknowledge that and to make sure that that's something that we're constantly bringing to light and helping to, you know, and if we can help in any way in that, in that regard, but yeah, exactly. And to actually like, 
tell the history of Thanksgiving correctly. Because I think right, right now it's very much like in schools and stuff, you have the plays that shows like, oh, the kids dress up as either a pilgrim or a Native American and they're getting along. And that's the origin of Thanksgiving. Because until we researched it, I knew it wasn't the right one, but I was like, I don't know, I know. what the actual origin is. Same. And I think that's an issue. It's, it's definitely like whitewashing, you know, where it's like, oh, yeah. Thanksgiving's amazing. This is why. Instead, I think it would be really amazing is if obviously it's still an, a great holiday and a reason to get together with family and to have a nice dinner and to like, you know, make sure, make a point to express gratitude to either, you know, the universe or to your family or whatever. But at the same time, it's like, okay, do that. But then also at the same time, educate people on the real reason of what happened at Thanksgiving, you know, like keep that in mind and have like a sense of reverence to that as well. Exactly. Exactly. I I agree. Uh, Um, So with that said, I think we can kind of move into more focusing on Mormonism related Thanksgiving, you know, speaking of whitewashing, (laughs) what better better to do than Mormons? (laughs) Because um, I like Sarah will get into it's, I I mean, if you were raised Mormon, you know this, that you're very, you're taught (laughs) that you need to give thanks for everything to God. It's very much like this give thanks to God for everything. Everything. It's all, and the blessings come from God. You know, don't be selfish and assume that you did something or made something yourself. You have to give thanks to God for yeah. whatever good you have in your life. Like literally anything good that happens in your life, it's not because of you. It's because of God. Always, exactly. always, always. Always. Um, yep. Before I get into that, though, I'm gonna I'm gonna pose a little question. Put that okay. in there, just sure. out of my curiosity. What do you know the the origin of the oh man cornucopia is that what it's called oh the cornucopia yeah I feel like I've been taught this before but I can't think of it off the top of my head so do you know are you gonna tell I me don't but this is the connection <laughs> I already made because as we talked about last time with Halloween and this whole idea of which you guys little side story on that I know you hate it but get off my dick about it okay. <laughs> Um, I was like talking to my boyfriend about this episode, the last episode on Halloween. And I was like, oh, I bet I have one thing that you don't know. Like what? Because he was talking about All Hallows Eve and like the Saints Day, which is on the first or whatever of November. Uh Uh And uh, I was like, oh, so do you know why like the Christian church like adapted Halloween or All Hallows Eve? And I was like, oh man, I'm going to stump him on this one. One thing he doesn't know in your face, historian. And he was like, oh yeah, because it was like easier to convert people instead of like fight against it. Like, you know, take one of their holidays and like their pagan rituals and just go ahead. And I was like, all right, fuck you. Like, (laughs) so annoyed. I wanted one thing that I would know that you did not. Anyways. Um, So with Cornucopia, I just remember we were discussing like decorations uh, with his family. And I was like, oh, a common thing for Thanksgiving is that people will decorate with like squash and gourds and like will have a cornucopia on their table. Maybe not so much now, but like back in like the day, especially in like 50, 60, 70 adverts, you always saw like a cornucopia um, in the picture. 
And then I was kind of thinking about that. Like, well, I remember learning in school, it was to like show, like you would stuff it with all the fruits of the harvest. And that Mm -hmm. was to show that they had a great harvest that year and blah, blah, blah. But then it also made me think of, and listeners, you can correct me if I'm wrong, because I haven't Googled this. This is just the top of my head right now. There is a goddess um, in Greek mythology, and I want to say starts with a D. And she, like, has, I, or maybe it's the one, Diana. oh, my God, I should just Google it. Basically, like, it Are you thinking her, of Dionysus? Which, yes, and it's, like, with <laughs> grapes, and, like, she has, like, a cornucopia that's full of, like, fruits and stuff. I want to say it's either her or the one that's the home of, like, the goddess of heart. Um, I just I just googled it, so I'll read it to you. Cornucopia comes from the Latin cornucopai. I said that wrong, which translates literally as horn of plenty. A traditional sample of feast, the cornucopia is believed to represent the horn of a goat from Greek mythology. According to legend, it was from this horn that the god Zeus was fed as an infant. So. Oh my God, I was almost there, you guys. <laughs> you so you know it. You were so close. Man. <laughs> Okay, sorry, that was my random tangent. Back to Mormonism and uh, being grateful. So I was thinking, there are so many good talks, and I'm sure you guys can send us in some that talks about gratitude. And especially in general conference, there's always at least one or two talks about like how you should always be grateful and express your gratitude and blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. I want to say this before we get into it. I'm all about expressing gratitude. Like, I'm not saying that, the Mormon church is wrong when they, they emphasize that you should be grateful because I do think like without any sense of religion that of course it's just a good practice to express gratitude to the universe, you know, just saying like, Hey, I wake up and I'm like, great. Thanks body for not dying on me last night. Or like, (laughs) yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I have a job or, but it's not showing my gratitude to a being or a deity. It's just like in general being grateful, which I think is a good thing. I think it's a wonderful thing. Yeah, I think, like, I'm going to just reiterate what you said, is that I think, like, for me, I'll even have, like, my gratitude uh, journal, and I'll write things that I'm thankful for, and I try to express gratitude to um, people in my life, or even just mentally be aware of things that I have, the situation I'm in, and that I'm grateful for. And so, yeah, Sarah and I are all about gratitude but um I think what you were maybe yeah I'll let you continue because I think I know what you're about to say the problem is (laughs) (laughs) the problem is in Mormonism and of course as we always say in other religions as well but predominantly Mormonism it's all about like you have to say you're grateful to God like everything that happens in your life is because God provided the way So it wasn't doctors doing their job. It wasn't you studying your ass off to pass a test. It wasn't you working really hard at your company to get a promotion. None of that is relevant. It's just that God blessed you. And that's what it is. That's the big problem that I have as well. And it makes me feel kind of angry and also cringy when I see people maybe on social media or in person thanking God for things such as like, you know, helping, you know, they got a life-saving surgery, or they survived a car crash, or even something like they passed a test, and they think, God, and they don't acknowledge, like you said, there are people like paramedics, doctors, firefighters, surgeons, engineers that made the technology that made any of all, like, any of 
all of this possible, you know, and our lives possible to be so amazing as they are. And they don't say thanks to them. They say, well, it's all because of God, because God gave them those talents and God gave them that knowledge. Whereas it's, and it takes away the actual gratitude of it for me anyways, because you're not placing it correctly. Yeah, exactly. And to yeah. go even further than that, I also think it's another way that the church or this cult, as we have, uh, like we've definitely established it's a cult. It's another yeah. way of keeping its people insecure and yeah. not, like you don't have any confidence. I would never, like as soon as I would like maybe get a good grade at school or uni or whatever I would be like oh my god I did that I'm so smart and then instantly I'd feel this guilt and be like no it's because god blessed me because I paid my tithing (laughs) and I went to church or like if I ever you know got promoted at work it was like again an instant like I would automatically be like oh man like I busted my ass this is so great and then it would be this guilt of like no, 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 it's because God bless you, like, say you're grateful, it's not because of you, like, thank you, God, thank you, like, instantly, um, which makes me sad, because then you have, you don't have the confidence in yourself, and in your abilities as right. a person, like, you know, whether it's school, or work, or creativity, or what, whatever it is that you're going after, you know, like, yeah. you, you don't have that confidence, and it yeah. makes it even harder if, if you even have like an inkling or questioning of leaving the church, it makes it that much harder because you think if I leave the church, I won't get blessed, which means I won't be successful. I won't be able to do these things all by myself because God's been providing them this whole time. Exactly. Yeah. We talked about this a little bit and even in the episode about the Book of Mormon musical with, um, what is it? Spooky Mormon Hell Dreams. <laughs> Um, yeah, <laughs> um, where this idea of like, as soon as you leave the church, and I still I still have these moments where if anything wrong goes in my life, it's because I stopped getting these blessings from God and I'm being cursed. Oh. So it's it's that. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm going to get into this talk because it just made me want to vomit when I was reading a lot of the stuff. Oh, I can't Which, wait. <laughs> by the way, I sent Katie two articles because I still get emails from Deseret News and BYU, which I want to unsubscribe, but I'm like, they're such great material. So I won't. And (laughs) maybe we can just do an entire episode on one of those, but it's, it's crazy. Those articles make me want to vomit. So this one is from President Dieter F. Uchtdorf, and it's entitled Grateful in Any Circumstances. I think it was published in 2014, so not that long ago. Oh, okay. Um, So even the first little quote is, have we not reason to be filled with gratitude regardless of the circumstances in which we find ourselves? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's it's, uh, comments like that that make me feel like if you're ever having a moment where you're feeling upset or you're feeling any type of feeling other than gratitude towards God that you're you're wrong. You know, yeah, you should, exactly. it's like su- suppress any of those other feelings that you're feeling and just be grateful. Don't work through the actual experience and feeling that you're having, right? <laughs> yeah, it's as, again, the Book of Mormon musical, it's turning it off, you know, like <laughs> yeah. turn it off and yeah. just be grateful. Like don't actually deal with any feelings. Don't ever acknowledge them. Just push them down and say you're grateful and that's it. Yeah. Like, and uh, Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to skip the intro and just go to this, the next paragraph that says, we can be grateful. <laughs> so great. 
Um, (laughs) Everyone's situation is different, and the details of each life are unique. Nevertheless, I have learned that that there is something that would take away the bitterness that may come into our lives. There is one thing we can do to make life sweeter, more joyful, even glorious. We can be grateful, with an exclamation point. (laughs) It might sound contrary to the wisdom of the world. Oh, dear God. (laughs) To suggest that one who is burdened with sorrow should give thanks to God. But those who set aside the bottle of bitterness and lift instead the goblet of gratitude can find a purifying drink of healing, peace, and understanding. Uh, You know what? It's just, uh, it's so cringy, but this also made me think of something. Like, yes, of course, like you and I said, it's good to be grateful. It does enhance your life. But there are some circumstances where you do not need to be grateful. For example, if you've been sexually assaulted and someone tells you, okay, well, just find something else to be grateful for and don't worry about that thing. Just be grateful and forgive. Well, no, that's not how it works. And people have have feelings and trauma and they have to work through it. And yes, of course, there are always going to be things to be grateful for. But if you've been, if something that traumatizing has happened to you, like you need to work through it or you're going to have some, you know, some really bad repercussions later. Yeah. And it's not a matter of like exactly what you're saying, that mentality, which is so prominent in the Mormon church of just like, you know, every situation happens for a reason, but you should just always be grateful no matter what it is. And it's a lesson learned. And Ugh. I had someone tell me that. And I, I don't, to be honest, I don't remember who it was. And I don't think they were Mormon. But it was just when I was talking about my sexual assault and their first thing was like, oh, well, at least you can learn from it. Like, it's a lesson to be learned. Ugh. And I was like, No, I don't think you can just say that in this situation, uh because trust me, there's not really a lesson to be learned other than people are shitty. Like, it's not like... It diminishes your experience. (laughs) Exactly. And I feel like it lumps it in with these stories of like people who go through certain things and they're like, oh, I'm glad I went through that because I learned a lot. But I'm pretty sure that any person who's gone through trauma and especially with the sexual trauma like they don't want to like they're not going to look back and be like oh I'm so glad I went through that because I learned this and this like it's one of those things where you're like no I just rather have not gone through it at all like exactly exactly um anyways uh, so he goes on he says as disciples of Christ we are commanded to thank the Lord God in all things and to sing unto the Lord with thanksgiving and to let our heart be full of thanks unto God yeah and he's like why does God command us to be grateful all of his commandments are given to make blessings available to us commandments are opportunities to exercise our agency and to receive blessings Our Heavenly Father knows that choosing to develop a spirit of gratitude will bring us true joy and great happiness. It's just so, like, okay, so God has these rules for you. And if you don't follow them, you don't get a blessing, but you still have to be grateful anyways. And then you have to, like, follow it. Just, it's so, like... Um, abusive like parent to me yeah you know that's just what it comes across as exactly and it's also I just feel like it's very dismissive it's like lump clumping 
every single person's situation into one, like someone who has a bad hair day and with (laughs) someone who's homeless, you know what I mean? And being like, well, you just got to be grateful. And, and it also, it's the same sense of, I mean, the person who wrote that we're bitter is going to love this episode because we feel, I feel like we're being so bitter right now. They're going to be like, those bitches, I knew they're so bitter. Um, <laughs> but, and, and again, like, I'm, we're all about gratitude, but I just think it's a matter of being respectful to someone's situation and also allowing them time to grieve or to be upset. And in the Mormon church, it's not like that. Like, anytime something bad happens or you're going through a tough spot, it's like you're not even allowed two seconds to just be upset and to, you know, want to have a shit day and want to dwell on it a little bit. It's all about like, yeah, you got to just like quickly turn it around and be grateful that you have this and this and this and you're not allowed to have a bad day or like wallow in your pity or blah, 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 which I think is something that's detrimental like after going through therapy from leaving the church that was one of the things it's like you need to embrace those emotions Mm -hmm. you need to actually allow your time like yourself to have time to sit in the discomfort until you're comfortable like to be in that emotional state and then to work through it like it's not telling you to be in that state forever and to just never move past it but it's also really important for mental health to just yeah, if you have a shit day, have a shit day. And then you can be grateful the next day. But you don't need to be like, oh, God, no, I'm so I'm so blessed. Like, I know, you know, my parents, you know, just got into a car accident. But mm. but I'm blessed. Like, thank you, God, right. that at least they're here. You know what I mean? It's just. And, and like you've said, but I just so want to reiterate, it's not like you're even, it's not like they're even promoting gratitude towards just life and reality they're promoting gratitude towards god and god's commandments so exactly the placement yeah and then like you said just allowing people their respect to feel things is important yeah yep and then i just have to because he he goes into like these examples and the book of mormon and bible but then he goes into like the pioneers and the prophet and i just wanted to like barf Uh Oh, no. He's like, we can choose to be like the Mormon pioneers who maintain a spirit of gratitude during their slow and painful trek toward the Great Salt Lake, even (sighs) singing and dancing and glorying in the goodness of God. Many of us would have been inclined to withdraw, (gasps) complain, and agonize about the difficulty of the journey. We can choose to be like the prophet Joseph Smith, who, (gasps) while a prisoner in miserable conditions in Liberty Jail, Pen these inspired words, dearly beloved brethren, let us cheerfully do all the things that lie in our power, and then may we stand still with the utmost assurance to see the salvation of God and for his arm to be revealed. We can choose to be grateful no matter what. Wow. Those pioneers went through a hell that most of us will never, ever experience, and they lost, like, almost their entire families sometimes and they never talk about that and those poor pioneers were basically forced to do that because of Brigham Young and they had nowhere else to go and he's making it seem like okay yeah it was bad but still they sang and danced like exactly okay but that doesn't lessen their suffering and it doesn't make it okay you know like 
It's exactly what you're saying. Like, gratitude in and of itself is not something that's coined by the Mormon church, but they seem to think that they have. Like, gratitude is not associated with religion. And I think that seems to, like, have this weird, like, patent and copyright on, like, the word (laughs) gratitude and that it needs to be associated with religion and that you have to express your gratitude to a deity. But that's not the case. And and I feel like in the Mormon church, it's very much like, well, I mean, even this other quote, he says, true gratitude is, is an expression of hope and testimony. It comes from acknowledging that we do not always understand the trials of life, but trusting that one day we will. So this idea of like, you can't be grateful unless you're faithful and you have a testimony. Right. He just totally made that into the same word. Yeah. If yep. Gratitude is the same as being faithful. Yep. I know I don't, it's gross. I don't um, like it, Sarah. I don't like. I don't like it. <laughs> it's gross. I just want to find there's this one quote. Oh man. We'll end on this because we're a little over time, but ah, uh, where is it? <laughs> Come oh, on, Twitter. All right, so it's this closing one. It's those who are grateful will be made glorious. So again, like, it's linked to being faithful. And then if you're faithful, then you're going to go to heaven and, like, have the glorious keys of heaven and whatever shit. Yeah. Uh, So he's like, oh, go ahead. To me, it kind of just sounds like, um, I'm trying to figure out how to word this, but it's like, if even when bad things happen, find something to be grateful about. And it reminds me of when I talk to a lot of Mormons about like church history and they'll ignore the bad things that I'm, I'm trying to tell them that actually happen. And they'll go, well, but this, you know, it's like they have that mindset of focusing on something that is to them good and just yeah. ignoring the bad things, like as if that's just, you know that as if that will fix all the problems but that's not how the world works (laughs) that's just what that reminded me of exactly yep um yeah basically I'll just end on this quote he says how blessed we are if we recognize God's handiwork in the marvelous tapestry of life gratitude to our father in heaven broadens our perception and clears our vision it inspires humility and fosters empathy toward all fellow men and all of God's creation. Gratitude is a catalyst catalyst to all Christ-like attributes. A thankful heart is the parent of all virtues. Yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I'm just going to leave that one there. Um. <laughs> oh, I... It just everything that I found too when I just did a the little bit of skimming on the church site for uh, things underneath Thanksgiving, everything I found was in relation to giving thanks to God and yep. being thankful to Heavenly Father. Um, and then even if it was something else that wasn't God or Heavenly Father that you were thankful for, they referred to it as a blessing, and that was something that came from God. So, like, even being thankful for something that your family member did for you, you still give thanks to God for inspiring that person to do that kind of thing to you. Like, Yeah, exactly. Which just... Ah, uh, it makes me so mad. <laughs> or when it's like, you know, you are stuck on the side of the road and someone comes and offers you help. It's never like thanks to the person who stopped and helped you. It's like, 
oh, God provided a way and prompted yeah. that person to pull over and to help you in your in your time of need. It was like it had totally, nothing. yeah, God and the Holy Ghost prompting that person. It wasn't just the goodness of that person's heart. Yeah, which I always thought was a bit of a mindfuck in the church doctrine because it's all about agency. But in reality, is it agency if God is like whispering in your ear <laughs> to pull off on the side of the road and help a person? I don't know. Uh, the one, the ones that get me the most though are um, ones where they thank God for, like, for example, for protecting them from a natural disaster, or if they survive a car wreck, or if you know something that bad that happened, and then they thank God for saving them. Where we know that there are millions of people who die from that same thing every exactly. day, and that's like, oh, that's a bit arrogant to thank God for thinking you're so special that he saved you and let everyone else die exactly I yeah don't like that (laughs) I don't like that well um to wrap up I want to and I don't know if you want to as well but I wanted to say some things that I'm thankful for (laughs) please do um first of all I'm thankful for this podcast and for you Sarah my (laughs) co-host Um, and I'm thankful like that we live in a time where we can create this podcast, like where we have freedom of speech, we have the technology to do it, and we have rights as women to even Ooh. just speak our minds. So those things. And I'm just very thankful for um, being free from superstition and being free from the confines of religion, and I'm just so grateful for all of you listeners, and you're Aww. all the best, <laughs> and my dog, and my family. <laughs> Man, I can't top that. I should have gone first. You took all the good ones. God well, damn it. Well, I know you um, think about that stuff, too. <laughs> yeah, so everything that Katie said, except for I don't have dogs, but I would be so grateful if I had a dog because I love them. Um, But also, yeah, I'm, again, really grateful for this community. I feel like the more Katie and I go along this journey of this podcast and and getting to know each of you and also doing each one of these episodes, like, the more confident I'm becoming as an individual without the church, but also it's just this great sense of fulfillment, I guess, of, you know, talking about these things and creating that bond that's universal for anyone who's gone through a similar experience. And being able to say, like, you know, we get so many messages in from people saying, like, I just started your podcast, and you say everything that we're thinking that I'm thinking. Mm. And it's just a bit like, ah, like, this is something that is quite unique for our community, but also people who didn't grow up Mormon can also relate because maybe they went through something similar or yeah. whatever it is, but it's like our own little safe space. And I'm very yeah. for that. Oh, me um, too. It definitely helps me <laughs> a lot um, to stay balanced and stable in my life and also just to, yeah, to learn and to grow. And it's exciting to be able to do that on a public forum, even though it's frightening, because when you listen to the first episode to now, it's like, <laughs> God damn, I have grown and I appreciate that I've grown. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot. Um, so, yeah, and I'm grateful awesome. for, um, I guess the last one would be a relationship outside the Mormon church. Like, that's, yeah. been, that's been a great experience for me, so... 
We just have all the warm fuzzies. See, listeners, if, the haters, if the haters have made it this far, see, we're not bitter. We can still be love bugs. Exactly. <laughs> we're very cuddly. Katie and I are very cuddly, sweet human beings. We are. We're pretty tender. <laughs> okay, well, I guess that sums it up. Um, but we hope you all have a great Thanksgiving with yummy food and good company and all that you want to have on Thanksgiving and we're grateful for you yes have a lovely Thanksgiving and everyone be safe as always um and we'll talk to you next week bye bye